This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Annoy Not Offended podcast. As always, I'm your host, See It, discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week. As you guys know, it's always something. Um, but I am happy to share that I am joined by a guest this week. Surprisingly, this is somebody who should have been on the show long before now but I'm happy we figured it out we got schedules you know we coordinated we made it happen but you guys I am joined by Lynette of Authenticity TV Lynette do you want to give a quick introduction oh my goodness what can I say no What's up, you guys? Um, this is Ned. I'm the creator, host, and writer of Authenticity TV that's based here in St. Louis. Um, and that's my intro. That's what yeah. I got. See? <laughs> See? I love it. Straight to the point. But you guys, I have been featured on Authenticity TV in the past, so... It is a pleasure having Ned join me on my platform this time. We've talked about online dating, music, and so many other things. So we are going to get into more of the behind the scenes action, the content creation, finding talents, even thinking about different topics that we want to address or choose not to address and just what it looks like from the standpoint of being the host and creator of an entertainment platform, especially within today's society where we are just consuming all of this media. You open up all of these different apps and you see so many different things and so many different conversations are being had. Just how do we stand out? But you guys, starting off with the very first segment of the show, we got my favorite. We got fed up or f- up so any new listeners I feel like I don't know I always say this just just because I know it's a few of y'all out there but I know a lot of you guys are weekly regular listeners but this segment of the show is just basically for my audience to get to know my guests better because what better way to learn somebody than to learn what gets under their skin um so I'll start off. I only got a quick, I only got a few bullet points, but mine, I really wasn't fed up or fucked up this week. Um, if anything, I lost my shit when Beyonce announced she was doing the Renaissance tour. Um, I was crazy as that day she announced the tour that morning. It was a Wednesday morning. I was on my way into the office and I'm the type of person who, when I wake up in the morning, I typically roll over, you know, I do my little scrolls that morning. I don't know what it was, but I just jumped out of bed, did not look at my phone. I got ready, packed my lunch. I was headed on out the door. And then I'm looking at some text messages. People like, are you okay? I just see my phone. Like people, like my friends texting me. I just see all these notifications and I go to Instagram and there it was my girl announced <laughs> the tour like y'all I am literally planning my outfit for this concert without any sort of ticket inside I don't I, give a damn them ticket prices though I mean I might sell a kidney I ain't worried about yeah. it you know you can still like fully function with one kidney pretty much one kidney a few eggs whatever is needed to make sure I'm there I will be there. And I can say I liked Renaissance a lot. I feel like I like all of her albums, but I really like this one. It was something different for her. Um, Just the transitions, the melodies, the lyrics. I loved it all. So I'm just overwhelmed and excited by the fact that, you know, sooner than later, I will get a chance to experience it live. And I'm a person. I love concerts. I don't know. I feel like some people are indifferent about concerts. Like some people just like, oh, give or take. But I really like live music. Like, yeah. If you go to a good ass concert, you even with some artists, I have been to some concerts with artists who I have listened to for years. 
mm-hmm. they will still perform songs and I'll hear them in like a different mm-hmm. way. And I'm just like, there is no other way I would have had a chance to experience this yeah, had I not been here. I banned and all of that and it really adds to the experience. Oh my God. Like, so I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. I've seen, I've seen Beyonce a few times before. So this isn't my first time seeing her, but she is a entertainer. She go have the lights, cameras, act, all of it. She is going to perform. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to that. Um, also family and friends. Don't ask you if you can go with me. If I've <laughs> ever caught you complaining about Beyonce. No. <laughs> Look, no, you got to get your own ticket and then maybe we can meet up there. If then, if I want to be bothered, because I... Look, except quiet pay, does just taking bastard except quiet pay, after pay, food stamps. Maybe, baby. I already, I already know tickets are going to be out of the Wuha, but I'm ready. I knew it was coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. But you already know tickets will be high. My thing is just with all of the stuff that's been going on with Ticketmaster and just all of the venues as of lately, I just want to actually be able to get my hand on a ticket because, I mean, yeah. there, there have been all these issues with the bots, buying up stuff, <laughs> being, raising it high as hell with the resale value. Like, that's just, I that's my only concern. Like, I don't want to have to encounter any of that. Yeah, hopefully you shouldn't have to child or i will be outside that stadium picketing just so y'all know <laughs> girl sign and all i will be picketing and then going to congress this don't make no goddamn sense oh my god that is so funny i'm serious but that's all for my fed up or fucked up um what about you net what had you what, what what was grinding your ears girl fed up or fucked up i don't know what had me fucked up Girl, this first of all, when I get irritated by something, by the next day I'll be over it. That's good. So I don't I don't know what had me what had me fucked up this week. Or just fed up. It could have been something very small. Work. Work be happy. I love my job and what I do. I won't disclose what I do, but it's it's uh it's I'm on I work on a small team, so it's a lot of work and Mm -hmm. baby they get me fed up this that whole last week. But I love them though. We do a great job at what we do, but work had me fed up. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I just leave it at that. Work had me fed, but this weekend I got over it. Yep, this weekend I had drinks and edibles and I got over it, and that was it. And you know what? Sometimes that's what you really need to just Mm -hmm. reset and realign because work will throw you off there have been some days or weeks where I'm just like is the universe set on beating the fuck out of me like why am I getting stomped out from 9 a.m until 5 p.m sometimes I feel like the universe be like fuck you ho I'm like like to my face after all that I've done damn like first of all I didn't even ask to be here I didn't ask to be here so my bad the universe be straight kicking your ass. And it be like, God damn. Like, <laughs> hello. I'm what not- they say? You got to get up and live to fight another day. Like, Girl, this shit so- again. Please. I am not one of his strongest soldiers. Please. Hey, well, you know what? Tomorrow is Monday. So uh, hopefully you can bring in some new energy oh, to, yeah. you know, clear out the old come Mm -hmm. in with the new come in with the positivity and just like to me I like those days and weeks of work where I'm productive and I have things to do but I'm not overwhelmed it's not hectic and even then there aren't things I'm dealing with like in my personal life that I have to take care of as well because you know sometimes that can be a thing that just makes it all the worst Mm -hmm. like you ever have those days where you dealing with shit at work and personally and it's like literally you drop an ice cube on accident and you just start crying like I can't do this shit no more (laughs) right like yeah all the time but I feel like, it, like you said, it's important sometimes to disengage from work, like leave work at work. So if you work at 8 to 4.30, at 4.31, can't nobody say nothing to you about that job. Let it go. Let go and let God until tomorrow when I clock in again. Because sometimes you just really have to disengage. Like, no, yes. Yes. A, because that's what I get paid. So, hey, I'm as you real, should. I'm sorry. As 
you should. Well, moving on to the main segment of the show, we have the Make It Make Sense segment. So you guys, as I mentioned before, Lynette is the host and creator of Authenticity TV. On her platform, she showcases these authentic conversations um, about trending topics within the Black community, whether it be music, sexuality, relationships, parenting, uh, friendships, just everything. Like you cover it all. And I am so excited to have her on my platform to talk about like why you created your platform and what is the ultimate vision for Authenticity TV. Now look, look, you can, you can be as candid and as real as you want to get. Like it don't matter none to me. Just tell it all. And definitely too, I feel like we come from a similar vein of, you know, like I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like we come within some vein of wanting to have things a particular way and speak about things that directly affect us and kind of bring on people that we know not so much are are experts but have a uh, valuable insights in diverse yeah. perspectives. So you know we we gonna get into that. So first off, I want to start by asking you, like, why did you start? authenticity tv why oh my goodness so let's just start off like i've always knew that i wanted to do something in the media space since i was a little kid Mm -hmm. Um, and so getting older as i was getting older so as i was getting older i started to notice uh a lot of like audio podcasts not even Mm -hmm. older just years back i started to notice like a a, a plethora Mm -hmm. uh, uh audio podcast and mm-hmm. I was a product of like 106 in Park, Rap City, mm-hmm. um, sitcoms, all of that and as like time started to progress I started to see less and less of that um, and then also with audio podcasts as well um, being very popular I wanted to uh, start like an online show that basically would put you in the mind of like a modern day like 106 and Park, Rap City um, mm-hmm. mindset, but just more of like a modern day feel to it because I didn't see anyone adding that video aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And so going into that, that's just what made me start it. Like I, like I said, I was a product of like 106 and Park. I would come home, watch it every day after mm-hmm. school all of that um the video countdown all of that stuff had like a huge like influence on me and Mm -hmm. then I just looked at the space I was in during that time so we're talking about I started authenticity in 2018 so we're talking about Mm -hmm. the 2015 up to like 2017 2018 it was Mm -hmm. not the podcast and then went off there all that stuff that went off the air so I just got the brainstorming and it's just what I came up with I love it, but you, I definitely, I answer. and I can say, I definitely relate to that just because mm-hmm. I do agree. We were pretty much the product of these shows that really went in depth with like the current what? news and yeah. trending topics. Not so yeah. much, not so much like I'm trying to think of how to say, it. I don't know why I'm getting like my brain is getting flustered but no we had all of these different shows to consume they talked about music movies tv shows like there were a lot more um there were a lot more of us in media to kind of like come together Mm -hmm. and then even though we are products of like the early stages of the internet, there were still things that were just not then coming about like media takeout, the YBF, stuff like that. So I feel like takeout like opened the doors for the shade room. Cause that's uh, like baby, baby. My mama had got me hip to media takeout and I was a kid. So I would get on myself on my little Androids, check media takeout, like almost every day. Yeah, media t- takeout opened the doors for the shade room. I'm just gonna say that. 
they they did literally the Shea room is media takeout junior I don't, I don't care what nobody else say but we still had all of these different platforms just talking about the things that we wanted to talk about our generation of millennial black celebrities what was going yeah. on in their lives and so forth um and then this was about the the beginning stages of social media like we weren't yeah. really as deep in the trenches as we are now with Instagram, Twitter, yeah. TikTok, and all of that. They were just starting off. And I mean, it was pretty much post what you want to post. There weren't as many yeah. think pieces and yeah. people commented on different things. It was very analytics. Like it wasn't any of that. It wasn't powered by reels. It was not any of that. You it wasn't talk- polished like how it is uh-huh. now. It was it was none of that. And I mean, even with me creating Annoyed Not Offended, I had been a fan of audio podcasts. And I started listening to podcasts probably when I was in college. And I initially wanted to start a podcast with a group of my friends because we would always crack jokes. We lived in an apartment together. Like we would even crack jokes like we were at the Bad Girls Club because we would love just talking shit about each other and like going to our corner. Like we need a confessional because baby, I got something to get off my chest right now. But still like, I always love those moments of just back and forth and conversations and so forth. But I just didn't have the time or the resources to kind of really sit down and think this is how I wanted to go. This is how I wanted to look. These are the type of guests I want to have. But when COVID came about and I had a lot more free time and I was in the yeah. house, I'm like, let me go ahead. Or, you know, it's something I've been thinking about doing for a while and like really gather my thoughts and kind of look through the process of, okay, this is what it takes to edit audio. This is what it looks like to make a script and to research yeah. guests and so forth. But that still takes so much time. Like, I'm just curious with authenticity. Like, mm-hmm. what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges since the uh, creation of it? Um, definitely. So when I first started off, I'll say this. One of my, some of, I'll just kind of list a few. So one mm-hmm. of my big, when I first started, I started off with a group of like total, in total, it was like maybe seven or eight of us in total, including myself. Mm-hmm. It's so one of the challenges was trying to get everybody on the same page. And I started authenticity when I was 22 years old. So like basically are all kids, uh, all content creators before content creator, the name content creator was a thing or being a content creator was a thing. Like it was hard trying to get everybody on one page. That was a huge challenge because you have so many different personalities and I handpicked each and every person for a different reason, but didn't think like, oh, this person is it's serious, but this one jokes a lot. So it was, it was just basically one of the challenges was getting everybody on one page. Still now to this day, um, making like e- actually executing the show because I can book a studio session. I can say, hey, this these are the segments that I want to do. But sometimes like really finding the guest is very challenging. Um, I just did a black love segment and I think I had like maybe three or four couples secured, only two showed up. So mm-hmm. that's that can be challenging because you have to really just learn how to go with the flow. Um, you have to learn how to fill in time. Um, how to, you know, there's, it's been times where I'm, you know, discussing a topic and this is going to sound crazy because I do love talking. I do love communicating. But when it comes to like the end of the conversation, it's like you're trying to wrap it up and I'm the host. So I mediate the conversation. So sometimes mm-hmm. it, even though it comes off flawless, it's challenging trying to like end the conversation kind of cut a guest off if it's like just going on too long. But mm-hmm. those are some of my main challenges now and just when I first started as well. Okay. So you would definitely say now, has it been more of like, not so much removing Mm -hmm. these different Mm -hmm. personalities, but more like reorganizing it? Like, okay, I noticed this person kind of flows a little bit better with this person, or they are a little bit more enthusiastic about this topic. So you've just gone about like reworking it in that way? So, I mean, now, because I took a two-year break, the dynamic of authenticity is completely different from when I used to shoot it, like, two mm-hmm. years ago. The mm-hmm. dynamic is completely different. So, a lot of those things kind of worked itself out because it's mainly, like, me and, I mean, you know, when you come on and then, like, another one of my other older uh, panelists, mm-hmm. but it's my 
really me being over like seven different eight personalities anymore. And then other thing that helps is that, you know, we're all in our late twenties, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like a lot of the stuff really don't have to like be explained. It's like Mm. common sense, you know, being courteous of one another, being respectful. So that kind of worked itself out, but it's still a challenge with, you know, opening a conversation, ending the conversation, um, Mm. making sure they actually come through, making sure that they have all the instructions that they need, Mm. making sure they know like, Hey, I'm recording you. So I, mm-hmm. this my footage It's going to be edited the way it will be edited. And it's really nothing you could do about it because you signed a consent form. Not no, that, that's it, true. That's real. But no, but that's, that's true though. You know, so those are some child. I mean, but a lot of people are pretty much pretty happy with how things come out, mm-hmm. but you can run that risk because someone is being video recorded. So um, in order like to prevent that challenge of someone trying to come after me, I make everyone sign a consent form. It does not matter. Everyone signs a consent form. And I know I kind of went over, kind of like your question, I went a little bit further and segued into something else. But yeah, no, that makes that makes complete mm-hmm. sense in terms of just ownership to your content and making sure at the end of the day you get what you need out of it. Now, I mean, if somebody were to come back to you respectfully, like, oh, hey, we kind of brought this up. Is there any way we can tweak this? I mean, me personally, I'm open to that dialogue, but if we already have something in place, don't come like, oh, no, can you cut this out? Or can we not? Did you not know that this was going to be something available to the public? Like, what did you think an audio podcast would be? What did you think this was going to be? I think the only thing that I had to cut out or which I didn't even mean to cut it out. Mm. I did a barbershop talk and there were some things that were said by one of the gentlemen. Um, and they were, they, they had a certain relationship status and we kind of saved them because it was a part that I really wanted to be in the final cut mm-hmm. that would, that basically made me cut out his part in what he said. So to this day, if I would have aired what he said, it wasn't to save him because you you are at regards for what you say. You are responsible for what you say, what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. Like I could have de- I could have definitely uploaded that version of what he hey, said. You saved him. You saved and it was, him. It, it literally was not me saving him. It was a particular part that I really wanted to make the final cut. So we cut that out. But I think that besides that, um, mm-hmm. you know, someone asked me to change their like cover photo on like one of their clips. And I mm-hmm. did it. You know, stuff like that I don't care about. But as mm-hmm. far as like changing and doing the whole editing, no, because I don't edit my stuff. So yeah. No. <laughs> now, if you want me to respectfully take something down and you say it a certain way, it depends mm-hmm. on it depends on a few other factors that go into mm-hmm. that. But I'm pretty straightforward with anybody who shoots on me. So it's usually not a problem. That's good. That's good. And and even then, I like how you kind of did it more so where you was like, look, this was not to save his ass. It was just because I oh. wanted this particular scene in general. Like, look, I'm still running a show. You just showing up and doing your part. Yeah. And I was showing up and doing my part and uh, it was some stuff that was said. And I'm like, wait, you're th- you're okay. Not my business. Y'all got on this camera. Y'all got the yapping at the mouth. You're lucky. But you know hurt. what though? I feel like that kind of segues us into my next question about the fact that, like I mentioned before, we live in a society that consumes quickly, but also disregards just as quickly. How do you feel like you go about not so much competing, but just setting the tone for the show and setting yourself apart from other um youtube series and so forth and even like the content that you put on your uh reels um you know i feel like uh sometimes i feel like i'm like selling authenticity short when i call it a video podcast because most video podcasts is just that like conversation style but what i feel like sets authenticity apart is when you watch it you know that you are going to one learn something uh, two, you're going to be entertained, whether if it's a poet, rapper, singer coming on there and performing, and then you know that you'll always have your uh, dialogue piece. 
So I feel like that's what makes authenticity so different. And I have it set up to where if I don't want to be, although I'm the creator, I'm the writer, I'm the mediator of the conversation. If I don't want to be in a shot that I don't have to, like the mm. barbershop episode is a, a, a great example of something that I produce that is under authenticity TV that I was not in. I was not mm. a part of the and so I think that's what sets authenticity apart as far as like video podcasts uh, wise, because I have so many different components that add to authenticity that make it whole. Mm-hmm. So having the, like I said, having the segments where artists come on and they perform, um, having a segment where there's a credit repair specialist, a dental hygienist that's coming on and that look like us that can identify mm-hmm. and, you know, giving out information, dropping gems. And then, like I said, still having that part where we, um, you know, go into dialogue and just be ourselves. And even mm-hmm. the top, um, I know that now a lot of people, what I've been seeing online is like podcasts only talking about relationships, like, oh, black black podcasts need to give it up. All they do is talk about cheating and sex. And I think it's okay to have conversations about relationships. I think it's the the same old like 50-50 conversation and who's gonna who's gonna eat first, the 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 husband on the kids. I feel like those type of conversations are very recycled. But well, authenticity, we go into a little bit more deeper. Like we talked about polyandry, like a, a woman with multiple partners and the history of that. Um, so I'll say with the topics, we try to go a little bit um in depth more than just surface level, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with that. And I think what it is, too, with a lot of these recycled conversations, they blow up just because they find these very provocative sound bites yeah. to produce. And they just know that's going to get a reaction out of people. But <laughs> there there are so many podcasts that are even, I would say, relationship focused. And they ju- they don't just talk about 50-50 yeah, in a relationship. Who's going to clean up? Do my mama get a plate first? Do I serve? They talk about so many different other things within the umbrella of intimate relationships and marriage. I think, again, people people love to kind of focus on what they hate so much that that's what you see. Why not go forth with showcasing all of these other amazing shows that, again, veer from the typical and the recycled conversations? But that's that's just how it. I feel like it just so happens to um, go viral and all that other stuff. Yeah. You literally took the words out of my mouth. Like, I don't care if a podcast talk about those things. I mean, because honestly, that's may how you may get big talking about those recycled conversations because they are trendy mm-hmm. uh, conversations. And so um i'm not like worried about having those trendy conversations like the oh yeah because if he's not providing for me then i i i all right no you know and what i'm I saying feel like if, if they come up they come up more in like an organic way not so yeah. much like this is how this has to be something that we have to focus on if somebody makes mention of it then sure yeah. we'll go along with it but again that won't be the focus of the conversation because even with the whole submission and all of that other stuff. I had a guest who previously came on that wrote a book about submissions in relationships and so forth. But even the way we would about having that conversation was so different from the typical who's the provider, who's not. Yeah. Like the dialogue that we had just around that whole topic was very eye-opening. Like even me as somebody who I feel like I have kind of set ways and ideas about that whole frame of thinking she still brought some things to life for me and I think that's another thing with being a content creator uh that some people lack is not being open-minded yeah like be open-minded about the ways that those conversations can kind of realign and change mm-hmm. up and I know even for me um just in terms of how I went about producing content like I used to really beat myself up like oh my gosh I haven't done an episode this week or I haven't gotten a new guest or I haven't done this and it's like when I talk with other people who have podcasts and shows some of them they they would kind of go through similar bouts of not feeling as creative as they had in the past but they learned to like ride that wave like 
Yeah, you not have being they would be like not being funny, but I ain't making episode this week because I didn't feel like it, or I just yeah. it's not coming to me now. I'll I'll work. Yeah. It's, it's like it's gonna come back later, and I think that's one thing that mm-hmm. we we have to allow to happen. Because again, you see so many people mm-hmm. putting out so much on a daily, and oh my gosh, they're always producing something. They're always doing a new episode. They always got a new video or a new post. Like that just might not operating on that same scale may not work for you. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, we, you, we, so from the outside looking in, we mean like, oh my God, this person has content every single day. We don't know if that person went and took two days out the month and shot for those full two days and then that was yeah. it. And now yeah. they got content that is dropping every, they have scheduled content that is dropping every single day of the month. So mm-hmm. we don't know what the behind the scenes is. And being a creative People automatically assume that you just creative all the time. And that's not what it is. Like it comes and it goes. Like it happens to me. Like it be sometimes I'm like, oh, do I really feel like putting together this show? Like, girl, no, let's go ahead and execute this. But from the outside looking in, being a creative, you have your ups, you have your downs. Like Mm -hmm. it's, that's just what it is. You know, you just have to learn how to work through that. And, you know, going back to when I took my two year break, I was, I had just turned, it was right before I turned. What did you, what did you learn during that time period? Oh my God. That when something is meant for you, God will call you back to it. You cannot walk away from something that is just meant for you. That's what I learned. Um, I learned that when you have people around you supporting you, be able to really identify that, um, it's okay to be vocal if you are not feeling like yourself. And like that creative piece, I was starting to come into a point where shooting my show didn't feel the same. I wasn't mm. getting the same like gratification from it. I wasn't getting the same feeling from it. I just had this like, I was just down. Like, I really like, am I doing the right thing? Did it run its course? Like, that's, as a creative, that's what I learned. Like, even just that two-year break, like, with something that's for you, it will be for you. And God will call it back to you. And you cannot walk away from it because God is going to push you closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that being a creative is going with the ups and downs. You cannot um, eliminate that process. You cannot. You are going to agree. days. You are going to have days you like, oh, this sucks. I don't even like this content. What is this? Uh, I'm horrible. Nobody's going to like it. And then you're going to have days like, yeah, this is the best shit I've ever fucking did. Yeah, we lit. It's cool. We bought. Like, but you, that's the most important thing is just really working through like obstacles. Like, because a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is mental. And a lot of you versus you. And so that's what I learned in that you just got to go with it. That's it. You got to work through it. The only way you're going to get through it is with you working through it. But I love that. I love that because you, I mean, even without being somebody who, if I didn't have a podcast, if I just like, that's just life in general. You have to ride the wave of it. Things come and things go. And then, like you said, if something is really for you, it will return to you. Because I mentioned before, I wanted to do a podcast back in college, but I just did not have the time then however that calling came back and I was like you know what yeah let me go ahead make some shake put my resources together and so far it for me has been not only an opportunity to flex more of my creative muscles and open up these different realms of conversations but kind of for me to to talk to people who I admire who do things that Mm -hmm. I like and that I see like creating my own narrative in a way like there are going to be different things I consume that I like and I'm like oh I'm a I'm a fan of uh Issa Rae I'm a fan of Sydney Washington and some other black female comedians and actresses and screenwriters Mm -hmm. but it's like to be able to talk with people who may not have as much notoriety as them but that I see being able to reach those peaks and come to something like that one day I'm like you know what this is the playing field that I need to be on like it's good to aspire to things but in a way it's like you never know what can become you never things that you create like it's it's always about starting 
or restarting in a way. Yes. That was another lesson I learned. It's okay to restart. It's okay to start again. Mm -hmm. So first of all, another thing, another lesson, when I started back this time, I wasn't starting from scratch. Like when I first started now, like, okay, I'm going off a previous knowledge that I already had. So restarting is okay because I got previous knowledge. So I'm Mm going to use previous knowledge to go into it. That was another lesson. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to have a mental day or a mental month or, Mm -hmm. you know, disengage for a while and come back. Like all of that is okay. And before I didn't know that. And that's why it made me step away from my brand for so long. Well, again, you back now? Yeah, back Back and better? We ball. Look. (laughs) See? See, so it all works out in essence like that's the main thing it it, it all will work out for you as it should and as as God sees fit and like even then I oh wait is a question Lord I had a thought then it just ran away that quickly (laughs) it's a Sunday night right before it is it is Sunday but oh my gosh oh my gosh I feel like it was a perfect question too Lord child we'll come back to it'll come back to me but even then I was just thinking about the fact that too I feel like more people should even be pushed to just start yeah I'm a person who like you said before is definitely mind over matter I don't feel like there's so much people giving me feedback that I don't like or people saying it's always me like, dang, is this something yeah. I want to do? Or dang, could this have been better? Or dang, mm-hmm. maybe I should have tried it this way. Like, it's always those kind of thoughts that run through yeah. my brain when it comes to really implementing the creative process. And it really is about the people around you. Because I mean, I even had a conversation with one of my friends, maybe back in early January. And like, I'm definitely a person when it's cold and gloomy and the snow is out, like, it takes a lot to really get me up and moving. Yeah. And when I'm up and moving, that's when my ideas typically come to me. So just yeah. being more stagnant, I'm like, man, I don't know what these episodes finna look like. I don't know what this content, like, I'm just not, I'm feeling real drab. And I told her, she like, girl, just see March as your new year. Like if yeah. anything, I'm sure you go come out swinging in, do not beat yourself up about it. Like your ideas <laughs> will come back to you over time. And yeah. they'll be even better. And I'm like, I ain't trying to hear that, but I, and sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, it did. And it's, it's all been working out accordingly, but it's just like, you really have to like, not so much get over yourself, but mm-hmm. get over yourself in a way. Yeah, no, really, not really. And then sometimes I feel like, well, for me per se, like as a creative I think I've gotten over that point where like I can't think of a like a show topic or whatever because the type what I do is I just live my daily life because I am a creative sometimes it just naturally comes to you when you just naturally are in your natural like space and environment and just living life mm-hmm. like I'll be in a car listening to like maybe one of my favorite songs that I always play and then boom here got like three ideas like, I think it's when we don't put so much pressure on it is when mm-hmm. it comes. It like it's slows. Not, and it sounds like for you, it's like when you are more active and all of that stuff and it's beautiful outside. Like, you know, there's different like environmental factors that go into it. Uh, it, it each and every creative is different. You know, that's mm-hmm. what. Like me, I could just be listening to music and here go an idea or I'll see a, a glimpse of something on um, TikTok or maybe I'll go back and watch an old video of 106 at Park and I'm like, okay, here go the ideas. They roll it. Like, you know, and then some days it's just a journal. I ain't said, I ain't thought nothing about it. <laughs> yep. But still, it's like, again, you have to honor each of those stages yeah. within the process of creation, the stagnant periods, the more high energy periods, mm-hmm. the periods where you like, look, I got to roll up my sleeves and get to work with the planning yeah. and the execution. It's a lot. I think that people don't realize goes into it, even if it is something on a smaller scale, like it takes a lot, especially as us being young women like we still balancing nine to fives outside of this like this is a passion project I would love for it to pay my bills but 
as seen before and time and time again that still takes time like joe budden all of that shit that shit ain't just blow up overnight and i mean he's a terrible person but still like and he was a i mean hate to say it but he was a celebrity he has more yes uh, yeah has the you know the revenue to be able to do that Mm -hmm. but you are right it didn't just start overnight um so yeah it's, it's 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 a lot of hard work and people just see the finished product they don't see what goes into getting that product out there like they mm-hmm. don't like you'll see a nike shoe you just see the nike shoe you don't know what it went through in the factory how it got the uh the stitching of the the check <laughs> colors the design behind the the scenes all people see is the finished product so they don't understand everything else that goes like after that and you got to think about it like somebody like joe bud he got somebody editing his shows shooting the shows maybe coming up with the show topic shoot maybe even some scripts we don't know but they have like a whole team yeah 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 it's more it's more like being powered by a machine in a way there are people backing them yeah, the smaller people don't always have access to. But what before we move on to the last segment uh, segment of the show, what would be your one piece of advice for anybody looking to get into the content creation space or somebody who's been thinking like, who oh, do I do? I want to start doing my YouTube. Right. Do I want to start doing a podcast? Is this something I should start off with small by just, you know, helping out other creatives and kind of getting a firsthand behind the scenes? Like what would, what would you give advice? I would say study what you want to do. So you want to do a podcast, make a list of five podcasts that you like, pick out, something from each and every podcast that you like pick out something from each and every podcast that you would do different um like like we were saying earlier just start but do y'all do a little bit of your research first to see who is out there i don't look at it as a competition thing but you're looking at it as it's it's helping you like really mold what you want to do uh Mm -hmm. be able to identify and identify what your influence is like what is your influence why are you doing it who are you talking to um and be creative. When I say anybody, be creative. Like, you know, what are what are you going to talk about? What are you going to bring new to the table? And I still ask myself this question all the time. Like, what are you doing that someone else isn't doing? Uh, you know, but be yourself. Like we see now the the climate now, a lot of a lot more people are building big brands and getting brand deals just off of being their authentic self. Just be yourself. Don't get on a podcast and say things that you feel like will go viral just for you saying it. Like be yourself, you know. That will bite you in the ass. It will bite you in the ass. (laughs) Stick to who, yeah, especially if you blow up. They'll be like, oh, well, she said this on her podcast back in 2023. Like, ma'am. But nah, just though, (laughs) study out, study it, study it. uh, be observant of what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Create your own path. Don't be in competition with anybody and be yourself. I love it. I feel like those are words to live by. And if anything, you guys <laughs> really take this to heart because I still I want to see more black content creators, yeah. regardless of what we talking about. I don't give a damn. We talk about NASCAR, football, <laughs> baby Isn't pasta, it? whatever floats your boat. Our- do what you got to do for it please do what you got to do but you guys moving into the last segment of the show we have you are drove so for my nine st louisans you know this is just about (laughs) when somebody thought something would work out in their favor and it just did not and you know we've all been there so we gonna get into it. Uh, this week's you are drove though. The story I found, I really was like, now what? What? What in the hell? Um, but basically, I came across this story on none other than Twitter. Uh, this was back in. Oh well, I say back in, but like mid January, but in Los Angeles, the story broke in Los Angeles. But basically, this guy had been fraudulent and basically broke into the home 
of a couple in Inglewood while a couple was out of town and he changed the locks, moved in and even made a fake lease. He showed the police. Um, his name is Devon Tinson, aka David Cunningham. And he is black, but for more background, basically, um, after being contacted by the neighbors of the homeowners, then by the homeowners, um, yeah, like this guy had basically been scamming and the police were called and basically the homeowners, I, I, I might've said this in a confusing way, but the homeowners did not realize what was happening because again, they were out of town and their neighbors contacted them to let them know like, hey, we've noticed some strange activity going on and like it's just looking real weird we keep seeing people coming in out of your house are you having guests and sure enough this man had literally moved in and even to make matters worse the police were sent to the home and basically came back after they had saw the fake lease that was given to them and told the homeowner that they'd have to go in court to go to court in order to get their home again that's some bullshit yes 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 like the whole thing is basically a shit show like the man set up shop in the house he changed the locks and made himself at home like do you know a professional squatter because you know how much audacity you have to have to create a fake lease and then show that to the police because again the police are coming to the home like we're confused like we've been contacted that you don't live here like what's really going on but you that, you go pull out a fake lease like you bold as hell squatters have rights i don't get that i will never get that shit well Why the thing do- well i don't think it was so much he had the rights i think it just threw the police officers off because they're like well these people are saying like in essence, police officers aren't lawyers, so they They're probably not- just saw it and they probably was just thinking, well, what he's saying is contradicting what these other people are saying. Like, y'all go have to go somewhere and get this handled. Like, this is out of our but jurisdiction, but... For a house that they own, how bold do you have to be to think you're going to squat in my house? And think so, you're not- so the rightful owners, they came back home after being on vacation. And again, you can believe they were shocked to see what again had going on and it wasn't until they even came across past information and past records that the guy who had moved in was basically a known fraud that they realized oh this this guy has done this in the past this is nothing new he has been shown to be fraudulent and a scammer therefore it built up their case and luckily he was arrested but even then, like, girl, again, he has been arrested since this has happened, or at least what I'm reading online, he has been arrested. This man went as far as throwing a housewarming party. Get the fuck and out of And posting it online and telling people it was his home. So as his friends, ain't nobody questioning this nigga, like... Excuse me, sir. Like you, you have a housewarming like every other few months. How many houses are you going to get? So nobody questioned this. Like, I feel like that that's a great question. I feel like there are some details missing from the full story, but I definitely agree. For every little detail, yeah. But I definitely agree. How in the hell? First of all, you were plotting because you got in when these people went on vacation. So you (laughs) knew to move in swiftly. Mm-hmm. He said, I want, he said, you know what? I don't want that house. I don't want that house. But it's something about that house right there in the middle. That's going to be mine. But that is scary that somebody could literally be plotting on you and have eyes on you like that, that they like. Mm. Ooh, like you said, that's exactly the one I want. Um, But yeah, he was basically a scammer. Um, He had done various comms and scas scams in the past including even subleasing and sublet his own apartment um that he was eventually evicted from um to even you know taking money from other suspecting victims and i guess telling them different things like oh the man was a fraudster wow and his through ass, and through. 
I hope he stays locked the fuck up. And that's how literally they were able to, I guess, claim righteous ownership of their house by proving in the past this is nothing new. We would not just lie on this man to lie on this man. He has proven in the past to be a liar, but that's crazy. Like when I read this story and then I went on TikTok and saw the video of him hosting the housewarming, I said, the mother are insane. Audacity, you gotta be bold as fuck to be like, all right, fuck y'all, this is my house. Like, <laughs> fuck y'all, this is my house. I manifested this, this is mine. First of all, the police bold too free for telling them y'all gonna have to go handle this in court because baby, I would have busted out all the windows in there. I'm getting in my house one way or other. Or I'm another. So you think you finna live in here with us? Oh, I'm finna make your life a living hell. You ain't finna sleep. You ain't finna sleep. Now while I'm around. Baby, I'm I would have came straight from I'm, vacation and drove I'm, my car straight into the house. I'm gonna do some despicable shit where you gonna want to get out. If I can't leave her, nobody living here. Ain't nobody living here. So, but yes, crazy in Inglewood. So I think Inglewood, <laughs> if I'm correct me if well, correct me if I'm wrong. Like a uh a, a suburb of Los Angeles. So even then you would think. You should have more common sense than to try that shit in California, but I guess hey, yeah, get it back in blood. <laughs> that is have- crazy. Uh, they they found a trail on your scamming ass, and for his <laughs> friends who were there, y'all know this nigga always do this shit. Why the fuck would y'all go congratulate him on a new house, and you know this is like his third house this goddamn year? That's sick. I agree. If you are going to be scamming and be fraudulent, please do not make me a part of your crimes. I do not want to be an unwilling accomplice. No. No. Yeah. Go to jail on behalf of you. <laughs> because. Again. This idiot is fucked. Like, and y'all, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a definitely find a TikTok and post it. But he was having a legit house party. Oh, he was proud of his accomplishment. He was definitely proud. But his friends, like, ain't none of y'all gonna hold him accountable. His family, like, y'all, you know when your friends be on some BS. Even though I don't have those type of friends, but you know when your friends, you be like, what's this Just looking at him, like, I know you did something, but we'll talk about (laughs) it later. I'm not gonna put you on blast now, but yes, that that is a new level of audacity. Yeah. But you guys, that is it for this week's episode. It has been a pleasure having Net with me on today and just get into the nitty gritty of being a content creator, what it looks like, challenges you have to go through, which I mean, again, it's it's challenges with any field, anything you want to do, there is going to be some sort of challenge, but even how you can go about overcoming it. Um, Net, tell the people where they can find you or any upcoming news regarding authenticity TV? Because I know you got something. I know you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am working on some sort of live experience with authenticity. I'll leave it there. I'll just leave it there. Uh, y'all should be seeing Sydney soon again on my show, depending on scheduling, you know, or whatever. Uh, but you can find authenticity uh, on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Authenticity uh, TV. I love it. But you guys, I'll make sure to put all of the handles for Authenticity TV and Net in the description for this week's episode. But you guys, that's it. Ciao. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with Siet. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.